Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. How's your week going? It's going okay. I got like sick, which is not an interesting thing to talk about. And it's not COVID, but that's just kind of what's going on with me. Well, at least it wasn't COVID. Oh yeah. I'm so happy it wasn't COVID, but. Uh, Cause that's like, I mean, we've both gotten our, our first shots and our second shots are coming up and that would be just horrible to, to get COVID. Cause then don't you have to wait like 90 days before you get your shot again? Oh my God. 90 days. I think so. Oh, yeah. Nightmare. Nightmare. I, know. I could. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but I did do something this week that was a little high, not really high risk, but I was venturing out and I went to see a movie in a theater. You did. I did. Tell us all about it. I re-upped my AMC Mm A-list. Um, so if you live in LA, uh, you've probably heard that the Arclight and the Pacific theater chains are supposedly closing for good. I sort of don't believe it. I feel like they're going to reopen in some, in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't have, I don't know. I don't have the sentimental attachment to the arc light that a lot of people in LA have. I think. I don't need, well, I lived here before the arc light existed. So like, to me, I'm so old. I think like everything is new, including the arc light. Um, but I do have a sentimental attachment to the Cinerama Dome, although I don't think it's like an ideal place necessarily to watch a movie. It's kind of fun to go to, but it's, I just like it being there. Totally. It's yeah. Architecturally it's cool. Yeah. It's like a, I mean, it's like a curved screen. So I feel like certain types of movies are good to watch in that environment and others. I watched, um, what was the, the, like Paul Thomas Anderson, like stoner. Oh, inherent vice. Uh, like, yeah. I watched Inherent Vice in that theater and it was like not 
it, it wasn't meant for like an intimate movie like that. I don't know. I saw Little Mermaid on that screen. Oh, that's when I was, cute. Like, you know, a little girl when it first came out. Uh, but anyway, a few nights ago, I went to the AMC Burbank 16, which I'm sorry, I always enjoy my experience at the AMC better than the Arclight. Like the seats are better. Um, the Arclight is, I always found the Arclight to be like a little bit stuffy and pretentious. Like it's fun, especially like when they first opened the Arclight, it was like a whole thing. Now it's kind of more like a normal movie theater. But when it, they first opened it, it was like, you had to get there early. Like it was just like this whole ordeal. And then they had the whole speech and yeah. I, and everybody was like, this is like an elevated film going experience. And I was like, is it though? And no, because it's some, it's some poor guy who's making, and I, I know someone a little bit who worked at the Arclight uh, and they made like $13 an hour. This is like poverty wages. Um, and you know, they're making them shuffle out in front of the theater to, to do a little speech about movies. And then, I'm sorry, like, I don't even think the popcorn was very good. Uh, now you can get beer at, like, any movie theater, so that's not special. Like I said, the seats were sort of uncomfortable. The crowd is just, like, annoying in the way that, like, a lot of crowds in L.A. are annoying. I like, I don't know, I'm a man of the people. I don't mind teenagers being in the movie. I don't mind a cell phone going off. I like I like the experience of the theater. Me too. I love, unless a person actually, there's like no bad experience. Like even once I went, when I saw the Irishman, this one girl was so drunk. She had to get escorted out. She was like screaming at the screen <laughs> and like trying to fight, get into like a fight about like labor and unions with everybody. And nobody was trying to fight with her and everyone just want to watch the movie. But I was like, good. Like I wish more people would get thrown out of the movies. I'm in yeah. like, that's fun. That's why you go to the movies. Exactly. Uh, so I went, I saw, and the movie is not important. I, I, I saw that um, new Bob Odenkirk action movie, Nobody. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not like Tipper Gore or anything, but okay. it was just like really violent. And I was like, what's the point of this? I don't need to see like people, you know, shooting automatic weapons and like killing dozens of people. I just like, I don't, I, like that's important to show in certain contexts and i i think that there are a lot of movies where the violence is like necessary or whatever thematically but in this movie i'm like this is just a stupid action movie i don't know i was like a little turned off by it yeah i feel like there's this genre i don't know i i don't know i'm just gonna talk out of my ass for right now because i don't know anything about that movie but like there is like a genre of like fun lower budget action movies that are super violent and they have like I, there were air quotes around fun that I didn't actually make, but just like everyone imagine, And like, they're super sleek and they're super, I'm basically just talking about like the Kingsman movies. Oh yeah. I've never seen and, any of those, but I imagine are they're like R rated though. Yeah. They're yeah. And they're like really, really violent. And, yeah, and like the Liam Neeson recent movies. Yeah. Where it's just like totally, I mean, I don't have a moral problem with it. Maybe I should because we live in such a violent society. I, I, I just, I feel you know, that's where you should take that stuff to the screen, take it to, to art and like not, and like get reach catharsis that way. And like ideally be a less violent society. But um, I don't think that's necessarily what is actually happening. And also I just personally don't like enjoy that. Yeah, no, that that's the thing. It's, it's not, it, it's obviously enjoyable for a lot of people for me. It's not, and the, the, the script and like the premise of the movie wasn't interesting enough for the violence for me personally to be worth it. 
but um some people really liked it and he i mean he's like compelling and he got in shape he looks good good for him yeah um and it was short and i honestly would have just seen anything yeah um but yeah i got there a little early i got a beer you know i left my mask on except when i was drinking a beer everything was spaced out it felt very safe i was excited to see like the the kids that work at the movie theater were you know happy to see me <laughs> uh but yeah it was uh i'll i mean now and now i'm you know paying whatever 25 dollars a month for amc a-list so i will be doing it again as much as possible Wow. Yeah. I just pathetically Googled AMC movies. Cause I was like, I don't know what to even look up if I want to see like what's playing. Anywhere. I know when I went, I, cause I hadn't used my AMC app in like a year and I like went and I looked at like the movie and I literally, I, there are all these movies that are in theaters that I'm just like, what the fuck are they? Yeah. What are these things? What There's is- one that's like a PG 13 horror movie. I thought of you that you would like it. It's like a okay. Salem witch thing. Yeah. The unholy. Yeah. The unholy. I just, yeah, that immediately caught my eye. That that's, seemed right up your alley. Yeah, and at an AMC, that's just where I want to see it. Uh, but yeah, um, there's some new like Ed Helms indie comedy that's coming out this week that I'll I'll see because it's out. Yeah, together, together. Together, together. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm in, I mean, I'm on the AMC website, so I am just like- You're in. Cool. We got to, uh, yeah, we got to go and do a little, maybe a little drink and some nachos at Yard House before to the whole experience. I mean, yeah, like once you're vaccinated, like let's go and get our fucking mitts and some nachos. Oh my God, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, The other exciting thing I did, well, not, I did last night actually, late into the night, is I bought some crypto. Wow. <laughs> what did you buy, Doge? I bought Doge after because it like fell like 30%. So it was like 20 cents what? a 20 cents a doge. So I got a thousand doges. Wait, should I buy some? And too? I'm up like 40 bucks already this morning. Wait, let me let me open up my um Robin Hood. I know. I just like signed up for Robin Hood last night and I, I just did it. I signed up for it during the whole like game thing. Oh yeah. And well, I mean I didn't buy any game stock, but I just like, I should just do this. And then like, I bought some stock and it like all has just like lost money. Oh no. My AMC is still up like 250%. Oh, you bought AMC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was another one of those stocks. <laughs> so now, yeah. So I, uh, it, I've been, you know, checking, checking my Robin Hood all morning to see where it's at. Um, and then I still have my, my AMC on, my, e- my old e-trade account. So I've really highly diversified my portfolio, I have to say. I'm going to diversify my portfolio too. Wait, so should I, oh, wow. It's, oh, it's, I see it's So it's like, it's not as low as it has been, but it's like lower. <laughs> Bless you. Thank yeah. You. Cause it, I guess it like crashed um, the other day. So I'll like people I follow online were like, I've just lost thousands of dollars. And then yeah. I remembered, you know, the little, the little aphorism, um, Buy low, sell Buy low, sell high. Wait, oh, so it crashed on. So, oh, wait, is this just today? Yeah, God, I... Robinhood is so hard to um, look at. <laughs> I know the interface is horrible on that. Um... Oh, wow. So it really went up by a lot because it was like less than one cent in April. Oh, was it? Um. 
oh no sorry it was i don't know how to read it was yeah it was and then it was like up to like 30 then like at a high the highest it was like 40 cents okay and now it's back to like 20 cents but it's still like you know i only spent 200 bucks so it's like i you know (laughs) it's fine if i lose it i just thought because bitcoin this is, I can't believe that we're talking about this. And I know that I, I really can't believe we're talking about um, it. And I really think it's, I'm like kind of appalled. But like, if I would have bought Bitcoin 10 years ago, now a Bitcoin is worth $40,000 each. I would have literally been rich. And Should so I, I don't want to, yeah, buy it, buy it today, buy it today, just in case. And then maybe in 10 years, Dogecoins will be worth $20,000 a Dogecoin. And you know what happens if Dogecoins are worth $40,000? No. That means I have a thousand of them. So that means I would have $40 million. Okay. That's should basically I buy, my retirement plan. I don't have, should I buy $50 of Dogecoin right now? Yeah. Just do it. We'll do it live uh, on wait, the air. Should I do it now or should I wait? Because wait till it's at 20 cents. Wait till it's under 20 cents. But what, but look, but wait, how much was it when you bought it? 20 cents. Okay. Well, right now it's 23 cents. I know. So wait until it's 20. Wait till it's 20. Okay, my so financial can, advisor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really, uh, the blind leading the blind here. <laughs> no, but you always, you are like really smart at investing. Like oh, you always you. like have the hot tips. You're like, <laughs> oh, I invested this. And then I'm always like trying to catch up. And then I like lose money because I did it too late. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. was like, yeah, that was like the AMC. I, I got in right at the right time. Yeah. And like, then that was when I was like, oh. And everyone was buying it like $20 a share. And how much was it when you bought it? Uh, Like four. Yeah, that's really smart. <laughs> uh, but let's move on because this is not a I know. I just get so bust. excited when I start thinking about it and I think, oh, I'm going to make so much money. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Anyway, it's, it's fun to fun. dream. Uh, I think I said stock post instead of stock podcast. My brain. Doesn't matter. They like it when you, you know. Yeah, when you trip up. Play around with how you say stock when we're talking about, you know, doge. But now on to... Gwyneth, any, uh, we have some nice, actually, hellos, goodbyes this week, some sunrises and sunsets. What do you mean? Well, um, I guess this might've happened last week, but we didn't talk about it. Megan, uh, had a baby. Yeah, she did. Congratulations. Um, Lagos Sandy O'Neill Bull was born last week. Uh, very, very cute. It's on Instagram. Very happy for her. And then a goodbye. An RIP, if you will. To who? No, not an RIP, but uh, our our favorite foam roller uh, maven, Lauren Roxburgh, moved to New Zealand with her <laughs> Kiwi husband to start a new life away from Hollywood. Wait, I didn't even know she lived in Hollywood. Well, she was like she was like the foam roller to the stars. Oh, I guess I just thought she like sold. I don't know. I had no idea where she lived or anything. <laughs> Well, there was a huge profile this week on (laughs) www.stuff.co.nz that randomly came up when I, I like, cause you know, I Google Gwyneth Paltrow and like, this was, you know, on the first page, but, um, but yeah, so she is married to a New Zealander and they started a new life in New Zealand with their kids. Um, so she's not, she's not, uh, working with her A-list Hollywood clients anymore. Wow. And in this article, they claim that like she's known throughout Hollywood as the body whisperer. 
I've never heard that before. Never heard that. Yeah, that sounds like something that uh, Lauren might have thrown in there. Absolutely. Um, But Um, I hope she's happy. She can like, well, she can work for, you know, Peter Jackson, um, any of the high- Do you think Peter Jackson uses a promo? I mean, that she would really make a name for herself if she got Peter Jackson in shape. Like that would be a a really, really yeah. big achievement. Gwyneth Paltrow is going to get in shape no matter what. But like exactly. Peter Jackson, like that's going to take some. Well, that's like a true transformation. Absolutely, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll be following Lauren's adventures in New Zealand very closely. And I'm going to be so mad if she's still working for Goop remotely. Like, I hope, I honestly hope this is the last that we'll ever see of her or hear from her. I doubt. Well, I feel like they probably still have, I feel like they like bought one big shipment of foam rollers one time and then like have been selling them slowly ever since, but I could be wrong. And now her, Um, her body sphere. And the the sphere is infuriating to me. I do not like. Then, oh, there was an article from page six that was about. Have you heard of this guy, Isaac Ike Hershkoff, a psychiatrist who reportedly treated Gwyneth Paltrow and Courtney Love, um, and was accused of preying on wealthy patients, has had his medical license revoked by the State Department of Health. Um. I hadn't heard that, but is she okay? I mean, it yeah. sounds like that wouldn't really make much of a difference to Gwyneth, honestly. No, I don't. I mean, again, this this article even says reportedly treated her and there's no, and if so, like this was probably decades ago, but this guy was profiled on the 2019 podcast, The Shrink Next Door. Oh yeah, I listened to that. Wait, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I, I don't know about this because I, I listened to the first episode of that podcast. So I'm an expert on this topic <laughs> and I believe that he was like, it starts and there's this guy and he's like, lives in the Hamptons or something. And he's like, my, um, next door neighbor had this really nice house and he had this gardener outside working. And I went over to meet him and it turned out that the guy that he met was the shrink next door was the psychiatrist and the guy working as like the gardener was that actual guy who owned the house and he was just like doing all like live in my house like i'll serve you and like this was like part of this like wild like scam he was running basically and he had these pictures with like he gwyneth paltrow like they said on the podcast that there were like pictures of him with gwyneth paltrow and like all these people I remember that now, but I don't know if he was like actually their therapist or he, cause like a lot of people will like con artists like that will just try to get as many pictures of themselves yeah. with celebrities as possible. Cause it gives them credibility and Smart. it happened like a lot of people, like, I think Epstein did that a little bit. Um, so just, and- yeah. Try to get into photo with someone and then yeah. It builds your mystique. Yeah. So I heard that that's what he did. Anyway. So that, that's probably the only the only Gwyneth uh, correlation. Yeah, because she like she'll do a lot of wacky things, but she's like not going to be this guy's gardener. No, 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 no. No, that's not going to happen. Um, and then the only other thing I read about Gwyneth was on the Daily Mail. Uh, who I I mean, the Daily Mail is a horrible like right wing <laughs> propaganda newspaper, but 
it is amazing how they can take like one little offhanded comment from an interview and then create like a 1500 word article about it. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Gwyneth had some interview this week with a magazine called heat magazine where she talks about goop. She talks about, um, how people don't get her sense of humor because of the way she looks. Um, and I then I, I, I agree. I mean, I, the, the, the daily mail was trying to make this into like, you know, a typical, you know, Gwyneth is so out of touch. She's just saying, you know, you don't like me because I'm beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like, that's kind of proving her point, isn't it's it? It's sort of true. Exactly. Um, but then at the end of the article, there's a fun little tidbit. And I don't, I don't know that we've, uh, that this has really been confirmed, but Gwyneth says that she and Goop would love to get into the CBD space. Um, she says, I think that there are some really interesting studies around CBD and the efficiency, the efficiency, yeah, efficiency of it, especially because there's a little bit of THC, especially when there's a little bit of THC, but I think we're away, away from that. The regulation is really difficult, so. Yeah, that's like, I definitely predict that Goob will be selling CBD as soon as they can. And I'm sure that they're like, desperately want to yeah. and I feel like a lot of people would buy weed from Gwyneth like straight up weed like she should just start like as soon as it's nationally legal she should just like start selling weed I don't even think she had like now that it's uh legal in New York I think between California and New York that's probably a good percentage of her customers anyway like I don't think that she would even have to wait for it to be national yeah maybe uh, it's hard though yeah, because I guess it's yeah regulated state by state. I wonder though. I I don't know that. Um, and because everything is like they're all online and everything is just like in the mail. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that makes it complicated. Interesting, interesting. But you know, I'm I'm uh, not a you know not a cannabis person, so I don't really care one way or the other. But I mean, you would try it. I would try it. Sure. I still have these like little capsules that are supposedly only two milligrams of THC, but even that is like too much for me. I'm such a baby. I don't, um, yeah, I have those two milligram Manuka honey things that I talk mm. about that are like just annoying. Yeah. Uh, any other Gwyneth news? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so no right. I don't. well let's move on to the newsletters okay let's do it aggie what was your best of the week my best of the week was the um vegan burger mine too oh my god i knew it was gonna be yours too and i was like should i pick something else but i really liked it and i also liked that it was um an interview with the owner of honeybee burger which is like in like Los Feliz. Well, yeah, they, I mean, this was the first thing that confused me was I know Honeybee Burger from, they had a location on either Vermont or Hillhurst in Los Feliz, but now they've uh, relocated to Rowena in Silver Lake, even a little oh, wait, bit closer they don't to me. Have, they're not there anymore? No, they moved. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then the other location, of course, and this is the Gwyneth connection is in the, the little ghost kitchen that, um, I, that Goop Kitchen is in. I did see that and I was like, weird that that's here, but I guess it makes sense because they said that they had 
locations in Santa Monica and Silver Lake. Um, and at first I, I tragically have never been there <laughs> because I've never like really wanted to go and like get that, like a vegan burger really. But I just kind of appreciated that it was there. And I always thought like, that looks cute. And they also annoyingly only serve sweet potato fries when they, they have it. regular ones now too. Yeah. But I, I read on their website, I was like, why is that? And they were like, we just kind of think it's healthier. We don't really have any reason. We just think it seems healthier. And I was like, that's really annoying, but they have regular fries now. And I do, I've always like wanted to try this place kind of, I just like, I mean, I've wanted to want to, I guess, but I've just like never actually really wanted to. Cause if I, I it would be very easy for me to try. Yeah. I, I'm going to actually get it tonight. I'm so excited. Um, really? Cause I, I did have it. I did try it once when it was at its own, its old location in Los Feliz. This is before, I mean, before the pandemic. So at least a year really ago cute. and um, it's good, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't like driven to go back because they didn't make their own patty in house. They have, they have beyond burgers and they have impossible burgers and you can choose one or the other. Oh yeah. And so, and that hasn't changed. I thought, cause I thought like based on this article at first, I was going to read that they had developed their own sort of proprietary blend. Uh, but they don't, they still use impossible and beyond, but, this really explains that they do something a little special to it by adding this uh, edible mold that comes from <laughs> fermenting rice um, called koji, and they put that on the on the the vegan patty to to make it even more sort of full of umami umami umami. Yeah, it does say suggest adding umami to my party. That's yeah. what it's going to say. Um, I mean, I don't know where you get that. If you can do that yourself. Oh yeah, you can. It says you can. Well, it says you can add like any can. sort of umami thing. Yeah. Or you could find Koji in Asian markets. Yeah. Oh, or it says even vegan Worcestershire sauce or Portuguese mm -hmm. mushroom or soy sauce. Like there are different options. Well, I mean, I I'm not vegan, but yeah. I love Worcestershire sauce. That's like the secret to my, to my great uh, turkey burger that I make is just a ton I, of Worcestershire sauce in there. Worcestershire sauce. Oh my God. Here we go. Worcestershire sauce is like truly like an amazing secret ingredient. It's like, it does the same thing as like fish sauce. And I think that it is like, does have like, Oh yeah. It's fish sauce for white people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's another actually really funny Daily Mail editorial that was I didn't even understand, but it was a British person being like, "The woke mob is trying to take away my Worcestershire sauce, but yes, I do put it in my uh, spag bowl." I think you said, which I guess is how British people abbreviate spaghetti. Is just calling oh, spaghetti it spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't understand what it meant. And then he was just saying this old white man was just saying how like he like you know you have to pry the Worcestershire sauce from my cold dead hands basically. Who's gonna take your Worcestershire sauce from you? The woke it's like, mob. No, they're not. What is he talking about? I have no idea. It was <laughs> so the woke funny. mob want that from you? Because I think it's like, I think people are saying that his spag bowl isn't um, authentic. But like, who's woke about that? That like Italians I guess, yeah. are mad that he's appropriating it. I mean, it just sounds like a weird. I, I don't know. I can sort of see it because you put like if you're cooking the sauce, you put a dash into it. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't, but 
it seems like a very English thing to do. They, very, they love to put it, it, cook it into their mints, don't they? They the only and the only spice he uses is um, paprika, and even on the ingredient list because he has a recipe and it says like because he's you know so you know British nationalist. He's like I gotta have Worcestershire sauce, blah blah blah. But then it says paprika, and then it says origin unimportant. <laughs> Okay. Because it's like, it's either going to be from Hungary or Spain. And I think he like, just does not care. He's like, I don't want to think about uh, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really insane. God, the Brits are so wild right now with their nationalism. They're going nuts. Uh, but that, yeah, that was a little digression. I just, I also like this article because it, he goes through every sort of element of the vegan cheeseburger. Um, and he talks about why they do it the best way. And it just made me really want to try it again. And they have a, a more expanded menu now. They have like um, a fake chicken burger. They have, uh, an, if you don't want the impossible type meat, they have like a kelp thing that looks sort of good. I don't know. I want to be vegan so bad. I know I say that on this podcast like every single week. I just, I, every time I try I get like super triggered because the last time I tried to go vegan I gained a lot of weight which I know is already super triggering for people and I'm sorry but like it's just so hard to like not eat a ton of carbs when you're like not eating any like I mean I guess you could just eat like really healthy like tofu and and just like ketotarian I could be a ketotarian maybe Will Cole does hold the answers to me except for he's not vegan at all no and there, I mean, there's just like a middle ground. Like I really uh, am um, in awe of people that are that are vegan. I think it's really tough to do and really admirable. But uh, you know, you can cut back on meat and eat. You know, eat vegan a few nights a week. Just eat a little vegan. Um, they use Honeybee uses Violife cheese, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I'll I'll try. Uh, they make their own pickles. They have raw and cooked onions, which is cool. And then they have a a special breed of of lettuce called Better Burger Lettuce. You know, the best veggie burger I ever made, vegan burger, was from the America's Test Kitchen Vegan for Everybody cookbook. And they had these black bean burgers that you made. And you used the like aquafaba from the beans in it. And to like, and you, and you crunched up tortilla chips and put that in the mixture too. And they were so good. They were like really, and then the recipe also had you like make pickled onions for it as a garnish. And then also like you made some sort of like vegan, like aioli sauce. It was so good. That sounds great. Yeah. That's my favorite vegan cookbook. And it's like, not really from like a vegan place, but no. Um, Yeah. America's test kitchen. They have good stuff yeah uh the other thing about this honeybee place is on their website and we're talking about um stock tips you can be an investor in honeybee oh should i invest in honeybee i sort of want to they plan they plan to make it a national franchise and i feel like if we get in on the ground floor we could make stand to make a lot of money okay if you do it i'll do it just like anything you invest in just like tell me and like (laughs) i'll do it the second you do it because i feel like you're my you're my guy like you're my Bernie Madoff. Oh, great. I don't know. I'd have to inquire as to what the the minimum amount to invest is because I I don't yeah. have a lot of I don't have a lot of money to throw around right now. But if it's like yeah. a couple we're not very bucks, liquid right now. No, we're not very liquid. <laughs> but I would, you know, I would I I just feel like this 
this brand seems strong. There seems to be a space in the market for like a vegan. Cause you know, all the like McDonald's Burger King, they all do their like impossible burger stuff, but none of them are like truly vegan. Cause they, they're, you know, it's all like on the yeah, same griddle yeah. and they have cheese, whatever. I do think that there's space in the market for like a totally vegan fast food place. Yeah, I agree. I, their price point seems, cause it's, it's like, uh, like 12 to $15. The combos are like almost $20, which seems that's like that's high. high. That's pretty high for fast food. So I don't know. I don't know. At the next investor meeting, I might bring this up and see if there's any way to like, if they could bring the combos down to like 12, I feel like that would be just ideal for a mass market. But that could happen if like, they're going to expand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. And I know nothing about business at all. It's just a guess. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'll say this. I don't, I don't think they will be able to expand nationally if their combo meal is 1995. Like, I just don't think that that's a viable I mean, price I feel point for fast food. I mean, being you like literally can only be in Silver Lake and Santa Monica. Exactly. Like that's, a, that's the perfect spot for it. Everywhere else is going to go. Yeah. Um, but cool. I hope, uh, I hope we continue to, to learn about the other neighbors of Goop Kitchen in the, in the ghost kitchen in Santa Monica and see what everyone, what everyone's up to. Yeah, I totally agree. And like, yeah, just, and also keep learning about like ways to build flavor with like what you're cooking, like with the ingredients instead of just like with like seasonings and stuff. Like I, that's always very interesting to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, All right. Okay. What was your worst? My worst was this freaking food and wine pairing thing. Mm. Like this, when I first opened it, my first thought was, oh, this will be my best. You know, I love wine. I love natural wine. Well, you know, I'm like kind of a little bit skeptical about natural wine, but I certainly drink a lot of it or I used to before the, actually, no, during the pandemic, I was getting it delivered pretty, pretty regularly. Um, But there was just something about it that was like so depressing to me because it just spells out like everything about like this imaginary day you're supposed to have. And usually that's the kind of thing I gravitate towards. But like, so it's this company called Dry Farm Wines. And basically they like curate natural wines for you. And I was just like, what kind of business is this? And it's not them because there's a ton of stuff like this, but just like, what is this life? Like, I like this thing. So instead of creating it myself, and it's again, it's like not them. It's like everything. Instead of making it myself, I'm going to find a way to like buy a bunch of it and then sell it to other people. Like I'm going to be this like middle manager for wine. And like, are they a distributor or an importer? That's what I didn't understand what they actually do. Oh my, see, I, it seemed to me like it was like a, like a subscription service. That, yeah. Thing, I wasn't they, sure like, if it was that, or if they actually are. Cause like, uh, if you're a wine, you know, winemaker, you usually have to work with like, uh, an importer or a distributor and it sort of seemed like they were doing that. But then again, I wasn't sure. And it does seem like it could have just been like, no, so and, like yeah, like an importer and a distributor are like at least important parts. Like a distri- like um there's there are like great books by like amazing like wine importers who like have these awesome lines. Like Kermit Lynch has like yeah. all has, has like written about like his travels, like going around like France and Italy and like trying wine and stuff. And um it's awesome. Or I don't know about Italy. Anyway, whatever. But 
it's amazing. But like, that's not what these people are doing. Like, they're not like going to these like little regions and like sampling things and like using their exquisite palette to like import some small wine and like present it to the masses. They're like, I don't know what they're doing, but it's just like a wine subscription service. It's like, pick your wine color, box size, and how often you'd like to enjoy it. Maybe it's 12 reds monthly or six roses quarterly. We curate, you enjoy, and then they sell you a bunch of wine. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a subscription box for wine. And it's like, and I don't know where they get, they're probably honestly buying it from like Alibaba or something. Cause that's like oh, where like every subscription service gets their stuff. Uh, they're, they're like their whole sort of draw for people is that it's like natural wines, which we've, you know, said it's not, you know, a real sort of measurable thing and that it has like less than a certain percentage of sugar and less than a certain percentage of alcohol in all of their wines so they're they're sort of claiming that they're like healthier than a typical wine yeah really which is that. like always kind of the claim of natural wine and stuff and like natural wine has like a lot of pros and cons and whatever but like you can go to a wine store and like talk to the guy who owns it or like talk to the person who works there and just ask them what they like and like learn about wine and learn about the regions and like understand what you're putting in your body instead of just being like my checklist is I need low sugar natural sounds cool I don't want to think about it send it to my house whatever I don't give a fuck like I just know that natural wines are cool so I want them so whatever just send them to me like and then these people are like, just, I mean, I don't, I'm sure it's good. I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, it's, it's just this like, like aesthetic and cultural laziness that we've all like adopted for ourselves because you don't have to think about what you're doing. You don't have to like actually develop a palette or a taste or like a sense of self. Yeah. You just like click a box and then they're just like sending you this stuff and you have this like ready-made personality delivered to your house without like actually having to do any legwork. And it's like, I feel like it's really bad for like the soul to, to not have to put that work into what you like grow to love, you know? I mean, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think most people just aren't that interested in wine and that either they don't have the the time or the energy or the interest to, to put in that legwork. And then also there's a lot of people that don't probably live in places that have access to like wines, good wine stores with a lot of natural wine. So like for us, it's, we could literally get you know, wine from Silver Lake Wines or whatever delivered to our house, or we could drive five minutes and, and anything that we, anything that's in that store or in Lou or any of the other like good wine stores around us are going to be like natural. But for a lot of people, they probably don't have access to that. So I get, I get why there's like a subscription service, but I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, like, that's true. And like, if you don't have, but it's like, it's not just the wine like it's just like a general yeah. like I don't like this type of product like the curated box of stuff for you to not have to curate your stu stuff for yourself like yeah. I just think in general it's like it, like I think you know a lot of people probably don't care about wine that much that's fine it's probably healthy not to care about it that much whatever but it's like I I just 
I mean, I feel like that's like what Goop is. It's just like, and magazines are, they're just like all about like curating stuff to like tell people what's cool. And then people will read it and they're like, oh yeah, okay. Um, but I don't know. It's like, it's just, it's so aggressive. It's so much, it's like so soul sucking. Um, and it just made me depressed. No, I get it. I get it. And yeah, like that is, I guess the job of any sort of magazine or any site like Goop is to help you curate that. And, but it is more fun. And like, if you do have the the time or the interest to like, to like put in a little effort yourself and do some research and just, and just like figure stuff out on your own. And for wine and food, those are stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm like naturally interested in, but then I understand like, cause like clothes or any sort of fashion or anything like that. I just have no clue what I'm doing and I don't really care that much. So I would, I do prefer just someone tell me, you know, tell me what looks good and I'll, I'll wear it. Do you have a subscription box for clothes? No, but I actually not. I just, I, mean, I, I don't mean, know. I do I get a shopping. subscription box for clothes though, Yeah, but I don't like, but then like, yeah, I, I usually like just send everything back. Cause I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't have any of this. Uh, okay. Oh, my worst, this postbiotic thing that I know they're it's creeping <laughs> up. It's happening more and more now. This is my thing. I would try. Will, Will Cole, I swear to God, or no, was it Will Cole or was it, it was, uh, it might've been Gundry. It was one of them like talked about postbiotics for the first time in goop about a month ago. And now we're never going to stop hearing about it for the rest. I don't really get what it is, but I feel like I have like issues like digestive issues. So this article, it goes into what probiotics are, what prebiotics are, and then this new term called postbiotics. Uh, So probiotics are like bacteria that you put in your body that help um, develop your, you know, microbes or whatever prebiotics are what the microbes eat. So it's like high fiber foods. It's basically like healthy foods are prebiotics that help the, your intestinal bacteria. And then postbiotics are the waste from the bacteria. So it's like, it's like shit. Your microbes shit is postbiotics. Okay. And it says, while they often consist of types of bacteria similar to those naturally present in the microbiome, probiotics, Probiotics. Oh, sorry. I'm reading probiotics. Fuck. Okay. Postbiotics are what's left over after those prebiotics are digested and fermented in the intestine. Um, and then it says scientists do not yet know if there's a blanket benefit to taking postbiotics as supplements. And we haven't spelled out how or why these compounds work the way they do in the body. What? So there's literally I don't understand really what any of this means. No research that these things are good there's no consensus in the, in the scientific community. This term postbiotics was just basically made up mm. recently. And now, but because it's goop, um, they put a postbiotic called Epicor in their perfect attendance goop chew. Maybe I shouldn't say that this is the thing I would try. I just feel like I want to try more. I don't feel like the um, probiotics work for me. Like I drink two bottles of kombucha every week in an attempt to like get in as many whatever probiotics as possible. Cause I don't really like yogurt anymore. Mm. And I just don't feel like I 
I feel like my digestive system is like extremely complicated and um, fucked up. So I don't know what to do. So I thought maybe I should add a post. I, I mean, maybe I would say just from my own personal experience, add a magnesium supplement before you go to bed, like okay. 500 milligrams. Um, probiotic supplements. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they work really. And then you say you don't like yogurt. I don't know that kombucha is really going to do it. Can it's you do probiotics? Yeah, but it, it's not, it's not going to be the same as if you do like a, like a sauerkraut or a kimchi or something like that's oh, really? the, that fermented stuff is the, I think really more intense. Okay. Maybe I can do kimchi. The sauerkraut is too much. Cause how do you think Germans poop at all? They don't eat any vegetables. All they eat is sour, like sauerkraut is their lifeline. That's their life. Yeah. Well, I eat, I mean, I, I don't, I won't say I hate the Germans anymore. I, <laughs> I'm trying to get past it, but I. Generational I, trauma. Yeah. I don't know if I want to eat too much of sauerkraut. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, again, I, I give you stock advice and now I'm giving you gut You're my advice. doctor. You're my financial advisor. This is how cults start. Yeah. For, for me, like, a, a magnesium like, supplement at night has, has, has really changed my digestion. It's been. Okay. Cool. I'll try it. Um, yeah. Anyway, postbiotics. I, anything that like starts with Will Cole and Stephen Gundry and then makes it on the pages of Goop, I'm a little uh, suspect. Yeah. All right. What's your craziest or your saddest? I guess my craziest and like, but in a fun way was the one about like what to do if your kid is the bully. Oh yeah. Because my guess is that like most of these people who read Goop uh, who have kids, like their kid is the bully. Absolutely. And it's funny because like most of these articles are framed like, what do you do if your kid is being bullied? Yeah, because it's like they all think their kid is being bullied and they don't know that their kid is actually the bully. So it's like, I feel like they probably got so many like letters like my kid is actually the bad one. And like, I feel like they all can relate because like their kids are like these like jocks, like they're like they're bad um so like there's this whole like list of like how do you have a conversation with your child and so like the first thing to do is ask questions and listen to answers and don't just listen but go along with your child and validate their experience if you don't want to if you don't listen to them they'll stop telling you the truth and then it gives you these like prompts for like what exactly what to say like the school's been in touch or someone's parents have been in touch can you help me understand what's going wrong what what things do people do at school that annoy you like it's just like trying to like get to the bottom of like why why are you bullying this poor kid what do they do that's annoying yeah where does joking around cross the line and become teasing as if they don't know what are some examples of things that you do that you get in trouble for or hurt someone's feelings I don't know. It's like kind of like trying to like handle like a little sociopath. It's very creepy. Like, can you tell me what people do that annoy you? I don't don't know what I do if my kid, because I I was always uh, the bullied person in school. I was never the bully. Um, I was like both. Like I got bullied and then I bullied really bad. Yeah. I... Cause some, I mean, kids, some, I mean, kids, a lot of times will grow out of it and be perfectly functional adults, but I don't know what you would, yeah, I don't know what you do. Cause like kids just have their own like playground logic. is just not even 
on the same wavelength as like adult society logic. Well, and it shouldn't be. I I do feel like there's kind of like an overemphasis on bullying right now. Like, of course, it's traumatic for children to be like bullied and teased at school. It's also uncomfortable because like as adults, you also get bullied a little bit. Yeah. Um, But in like a different way. But I do think that like most kids who are like bullies at school are like having some sort of like other problem and like Mm -hmm. usually will like not behave that way as adults. Like, I like I definitely got like I like I said like I definitely bullied and like was like kind of mean at school like both ways and I don't think that I'm like a cruel or like bullying person as an adult like I think I'm pretty well adjusted so I and I feel that way about like you know a lot of people like I don't know yeah it's tough it's it's tough because I I do think well I think it's good for the most part like especially when you're bully. I mean, there's no good reason to bully, obviously, but like back when we were kids, there was so much bullying that stemmed from just like being different, whether it's like, um, based on, uh, your, you know, whether it's your, your, your race or ethnicity or your perceived sexual orientation or disability, any of these things were just targets for, for bullies. Um, yeah, but a lot of it is just like social. Like a lot of it, I mean, yes, that's definitely true and like that's horrible, but like a lot of it is just like people who just didn't fit in for like other just like social reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a combo. And a lot of that like the, those things can go hand in hand too, like uh a lot. Like I don't know. Um I just I mean, I the, I was only really bullied to the point where I really had like a hard time going to school for about a year. It was like sixth grade, maybe the beginning of seventh grade. But then, then you just sort of, you start to like learn how to stand up for yourself um, and you make your own friends. And it, for me, at least, this is my experience. It just sort of slowly uh, went away. And then by eighth grade, I was just completely, you know, functional and and totally fine. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know how you would talk to, cause I, I would have so little, well, you're always going to love your kid, but I would have so little sympathy for if my kid was a bully. I just, I, I, I like hate it so much. I don't know. I don't know how I would be empathetic towards my kid. In that yeah. Context. I don't know. I mean, like I definitely also like class was a thing. Cause like when I was in elementary school, I went to this like really fancy elementary school, but like I was there on a scholarship and then oh. like, it was really rough the first like couple of years, like for sure. Like I never really fit in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the only person who was nice to me grew up to be an extremely bullied. Actually, that's not true by, at all. Like I had friends, but like, um, like one of the people that was nice to me was like also a social outcast at the school and grew up to be like completely canceled and like a total monster oh, no. as an adult. But um, so it's like people are just complicated, you know? Yeah yeah um but I would not I mean like I definitely if my kid was bullying other kids I would be concerned because I feel like that's a like a a symptom of some sort of like problem that they're having that yeah yeah. like because like you know they say like bullies get bullied so it's like there's there's something going on that they're out and like aggressively to other kids yeah. And you'd have to sort of maybe look at yourself and your own behavior and see if 
you're yeah you're doing something that's gonna that's making your kid act up that way at school I don't know I'm not a parent so I oh but it's, it's tough man yeah um but yeah I don't know I just think it's like really funny that like they finally have to be like okay your kid it makes sense yeah these yeah, uh like, yeah it's like time to just you know call it like it is totally totally because yeah for every for every person who's bullied there is a bully uh and it seems like you know everyone who's grown up likes to claim that they were bullied and not very many people admit to being the bully so well i think that it goes hand like i just don't i feel like i know that i was like bull i bullied kids like i know i did but i like also i mean i just both happened to me like i don't know like when i first got to this school it was like this like weird place and like all of these kids were it was just like a very like elite elitist institution even though i was only like five or something it was just like it already started that way and then you became the queen bee and that's i did not become the queen bee ever but i just like i just like bullied other kids that were like down on my level (laughs) (laughs) oh man um Oh, okay. So I just have a saddest, it's not even that sad. It's just like, give me a break. Let's do better than this. Naomi Watts with your weird company. Wait, what is it? It's, it's called Onda, O-N-D-A. Oh yeah. We talked about this last week, right? Did we? I don't even remember. Yeah, we did. Oh no, no, no. I'm getting confused with all of She has uh, beauty boutiques in New York City and Sag Harbor and now they're branching out and doing an online store. And it's just like, there's not, there's not really a point of view. It just seems like a, honestly, like a bootleg goop. Like it's just clean beauty. And then it's stuff that you can buy. It's not even their own proprietary stuff. And it's just like Naomi Watts and these two random ladies. And there's for mother's day, uh, they're advertising this thing called the mama box, which is just a really funny name. The mama box. What's in it? It's $298 and it is, uh, just a bunch of garbage. It's, um, it's like, you know, it's like a fit fab fun or whatever these are, or like birch box, but way more expensive. So you get, you get a goop glow glycolic acid overnight glow peel pack of four. You get a little, these are all like sample size, I imagine. Barbara Sturm, anti-pollution drops, um, a body serum, another serum, uh, some cleansers, a candle, bath salts, blah, blah, blah. It's just like garbage. I mean, that stuff all sounds pretty good. No, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's nice. Uh, But it's, again, like the, the curation of the wine, I guess this is what, it's like, this is so lazy. It's the same thing. It's like, just like, yeah, it's like the same exact thing. It's like another subscription box. And then I just, I just went on her website and it just looks so like straight out of the box, um, like Squarespace or one of these, like, you know, just random websites. And I think Naomi Watts is an immensely talented actor. And I'm just like, I mean, this is good money, I'm sure but it just seems like low effort. Like it doesn't seem like she has a, she has a point of view at all in her. Uh, I think that these people like these actresses, like 
when they start to feel like, you know, they're not working as much, they have like some team of people that will sit them down and say like, these are the businesses that you can do to like make money. What do you want to do? And then they just like pick one at random and they'll be like, this is the, this sounds like the easiest or the most interesting or whatever. And then they just do that. No, I'm sure you're absolutely right. I wish because I actually respect more, even like a Cameron Diaz, who's like, oh, I want, you know, clean wine, whatever, whatever that is. It's a dubious term, but at least it's like, I believe that Naomi or that uh, Cameron Diaz is really into wine. She seems to like know some about it. Like it's one product. We get it. But this Naomi Watts thing is like, you can't, I can't describe you to you what it is except for, oh, it's just like expensive beauty products. Like, yeah. choose one thing even if it's like a white label like I'm gonna put slap my name on a product b- because I like it like just so we know like oh Naomi Watts you know can of beans or whatever like Naomi Watts loves beans <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> like I'm gonna buy the the fancy Naomi Watts heirloom beans then I would get it but this is like yeah. so just it's just general. you can get anywhere including like goop products like goop brand stuff yeah exactly and it's it's the exact same products that they sell on goop it's dr sturm it's i mean they literally sell goop products it's it's the same shit it's just like why would anyone like you're already on goop so why are you gonna switch over to omda now yeah like what's the well we have been saying that we wish that goop would do a box so maybe they're just like outsourcing their box yeah maybe it just makes me really sad. Like it makes me sad to see these women like having to resort to this stuff. I know. And like Gwyneth did it so early in her career, like at the height of her career, sort of. I mean like, Uh, right. She did it before it seemed like desperate. It seemed like a choice. And I think it kind of was like, I really do think that she's like an actress. I don't think she had any ambitions to like, direct or to write or anything and I feel like just like starting a business was like the best way it was like a way for her to express herself like that's what I thought she was I think she like really genuinely like loves doing goop but I don't a lot of these things just feel really desperate these women like I'm selling a box of stuff like I'm selling like my exercise clothes or whatever it's just like it's like why does it have to be this way for these people yeah yeah and And it just feels like when we were younger like old in days actresses I mean I feel like they didn't all just like die in poverty right I mean like there (laughs) must have been ways that they were like you know sustaining themselves until like for after they weren't working as much I I well I don't think they were dying in poverty but I also don't think I mean unless you were the top of the top I don't think you were getting rich rich except well and think of like jane fonda you know completely pivoted to exercise videos in the 80s um yeah that's true and and then we had i mean we also had a whole generation of actresses that were older that were trained in the theater so when they weren't getting those movie roles anymore they could go do a you know a tour of i don't know man of la mancha or something and like make a few bucks and i don't i don't know that for naomi watts i'm sure she would be a great theater actress i think she's really talented but like you know making a thousand dollars a week in summer stock is a lot less um 
enticing than doing this stupid website and probably making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. even like Betty Davis was doing theater, you know, in the, the, the seventies. I mean, where's Betty Davis's cool. skincare? Or Betty Davis could have like at least branded her own, you know, brand of cigarettes or something. That would have been really cool. Amazing. But like, I just wish that people like, I don't know. I wish that people felt more like artists and less like businesses. I'm so sorry to say that, but it's true. Like, I just wish that people felt like, I don't know. It just, it makes me sad to see like all these people pivot to these fucking stupid businesses. I hate it. Oh, someone right. Naomi Watts, a great role. Like David Lynch at least got her in the, um, the twin peaks, uh, the return and she had a great part in that but and then she had some netflix show that i heard was pretty bad i didn't watch she's working she's working she's she's fine this is just a side project for her but like get a better website and like you know have some different products that they don't sell on goop give me a break why is it literally goop products i don't know and onda is like such a like what does that even mean Ugh. It sounds like it's like two words put together or backwards or something. Yeah. And then there's a section that's just called Naomi Watts's picks. Like they can't even think of a snappy name. Jesus Christ. And then she just gives away her age. She says, I'm a child of the seventies. So right off the bat. Well, I mean, was there any doubt? (laughs) No, I know. Um, What you put in your body is what you get out. Plain and simple. Here are my current favorites from scalp to bottom. XOXO Naomi. From scalp to bottom? bottom. Was there like a toilet paper? <laughs> from scalp to bottom? Why not say like from scalp to like feet or something? Or just like head to toe, like a normal person, like the actual expression. Yeah, it just sounded like she wanted to like have a fucking new way of saying that. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is whatever, you know, copywriter that they hired, obviously. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's what I should do is try to get a job as a copywriter for Naomi Watts wellness brand. Oh, that would be a good job. Since Goop's never going to hire me. Yeah. All right. That's, I'm going to send in my application. <laughs> you can either work for Naomi Watts or for Gwyneth Paltrow. Those are the only two bosses I would respect. Me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was What would you try? I would try... Um, oh, I said the postbiotic, but then you changed my mind. No. Yeah. Well, wow, I'm really quite an influence on you this week. Yeah, you're a huge influence on me this week and every week. <laughs> oh, what would you try? Um, okay, so this is this is from that stupid wine article. Okay. But they had they had recipes that went along with um with the different wines. And I this was a recipe, I guess, that was in Goop before, but I never noticed it. Is the chicken, potatoes, and peppers with smoked paprika and sherry I vinegar? Where to God, this was in that sheet pan thing. And I was like, oh, that's the recipe Brian hated. Oh, really? That was in like a sheet, but yeah. And I was like, oh, this one looks good. And you were like, no, or maybe, maybe you didn't think that one. I, I might have. I mean, my, you know, my whims change on a dime, oh, uh, as you all know. We all do. But, uh, this just sounded, and maybe because I, I just, um, I just bought some sherry vinegar a couple of weeks ago and I've been using it and it's so, I just, it's so good. It like, it's just, 
I don't know. It's like different than other vinegars. I don't know how to describe it, but it just does something that other vinegars don't do. It has like a depth to it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like really tart. Obviously it's a vinegar, but there's like, um, there's just like a roundness to it. And it's not like sharp, like, like apple cider vinegar or something. Yeah. Uh, and this sheet pan dish, it just looks so good. And maybe I, maybe I poo pooed it earlier. I don't know, but it, uh, I mean, it's accusing you of something you didn't do. I don't know. And I just remember that. No, it, I, it very well it might be true. Um, it also, for a goop recipe, like it doesn't have any strange ingredients. It's just like normal. Yeah. Like I it literally buy that could... new food girl. Oh, oh, is it by the, is it by Caitlin or someone else? I think it's by Caitlin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Caitlin has her, her feet on the ground. Um, but yeah, it's just a sheet pan, single sheet pan, one to two pounds of uh, chicken drumsticks or thighs or whatever couple potatoes a couple bell peppers onion garlic um and then you just do some smoked paprika and rosemary and then you just 450 for an hour easy peasy and then at the end you just put two tablespoons of sherry vinegar on top and that's it mm-hmm. how love great it. is that i love topping things with vinegar after they're done cooking that is the key because vinegar like it like burns off when you cook it so you especially if you're gonna use a good vinegar you got to do it at the end yeah you have to use it like how you'd use like lemon juice Mm. just a little on top goop also has a really good um lentil soup recipe that also says to put red wine vinegar on after you make Mm. it before right before serving and apparently that's like a very controversial um tip from the goop kitchen where like they couldn't decide whether to include it in the recipe or not so they were like some people hate this some of us love it just an idea to put the vinegar in after you cook it is controversial well, some people just like didn't want any vinegar and some people oh. were like garnish it with some vin- red wine vinegar, but I thought it was really nice. Yeah. You need some acid, if not vinegar, then lemon juice or something. Oh, um, for like a big, like lentil soup, yeah, yeah, yeah. carrots and celery, of course. And, and share, I mean, cherry vinegar and red wine vinegar are, are not exactly the same, but you definitely like can substitute them for each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think that dish looks really good. Yeah. And the, the, cause I always like, I use smoked paprika a lot in my cooking and I mix it with, um, with garlic a lot, but I don't, the rosemary is something I don't intuitively do. And I'm like, that, that is a great combo to add that rosemary to the, the, uh, the garlic and the paprika. I do love rosemary. It's, um, it's a very strong flavor. It is very strong, but I like it a lot. All right. What would you buy? Um, I don't know. I mean, I like just picked something, which maybe I'm wrong. I just sort of thought this like lip to cheek tint, which is mm. like not a very exciting thing. I think it's been on the website quite a bit. Um, but I've been using lip to cheek tint in my daily life because I'm trying to like not I'm trying to like wear makeup and like not look like shit all the time sure wait wait i don't understand what lip to cheek is like you can put it on your lips and you can also put it on your cheeks is that what that means yeah okay got it um and it's just kind of like a more subtle look it's like kind of usually they're like a little more sheer it's like a little bit more just like of like a hint of yeah color and also like I don't know why but I feel like if you're just sort of using the same thing on your lips and your cheeks it just kind of seems more low-key it's not like oh I've got like a face full of stuff I'm doing it's just like you just kind of smear the stuff all over and it's Mm -hmm. it works so the one that I've been using is by that brand like milk um I think it's called milk 
and it's like young people like it and I think it's fine but it it's like a little just like the color is a little bit weird for me and like it looks really good on my cheeks but it looks really really weird on my lips it like it's too pink and matte oh okay and I feel like some weird like old like woman in like Florida in the 70s when it goes on like you know what I mean a pink lipstick is yeah it's like an intense choice yeah so I want something that's a little bit more natural so I would probably try to experiment with something from goop they they're pretty natural and I used to use that bomb yard beauty which was also a lip to cheek tint that I got from goop and that was pretty good so now they have one that's a stick that Uh I think potentially we'll see exciting stuff it's very exciting what is what is the price point on this Oh shit! I closed. Oh, it. I, know, I was like, sorry. probably. I, my guess is I'm gonna just guess twenty seven dollars, and okay. then we'll see because I'll I'll pull that's, it. That's that's pretty cheap. That's my guess. I watch me be grossly. <laughs> I was visualizing forty something, but that that probably is like crazy for a a lip to cheek. I think that would be crazy for a lip to cheek, yeah. but you know you, you never know with goop. Can never be too careful with them. So guys. I have big news about the thing I would buy. Oh my God. For over five years, we have been doing this podcast. Yeah. And I have talked about one little product that I would buy. Never pulled the trigger. Okay. It's uh, $185. We all know. It's called Vintner's Daughter. Oh my God. So Goop has been working, as we know, with a little company called Afterpay for the past while. And boy, is this dangerous. I know. Because you just divide that price up into four little monthly payments and you say to yourself, I won't even notice that on the old credit card bill. And you won't. And I won't. And so the thing that finally got me to do it today, and this is, you know, Goop's genius as a brand, there was a little ad or a little little promo that they gave us called Goop Chew. And they said, any beauty product that you buy, you get two free packs of Goop Chews. You get some uh, perfect attendance and you get some nerd alerts. So boy, did I click on my wish list, put that Vintner's Daughter, as well as the Gtox Malachite and Fruit Acid Pore Purifying Cleanser into my cart put in the promo code GoopChew, clicked on Afterpay, and and pulled the trigger. Wow. So what are your monthly payments, if you don't mind my asking? It's like $63 or something per month. For, for four, four months. months? Yeah. And I just, I'd finished my previous Afterpay with my previous Goop purchase. So maybe that's my rule is I can only have one Afterpay going at a time. That's my rule. I have an Afterpay going right now. Mm-hmm. Um with a difference. But I know. thought, you know, I just started a new job. I just got rich potentially off of Dogecoin. Yeah. I can I can afford to be a little a little wild. Get a little wild. You deserve it, Brian. I'm glad you did it. Um just quickly to follow up, the baby cheeks blush stick is $48. Oh, I was right. <laughs> But if it sweetens the deal, they say you can also even use it on your eyes, which I don't think anybody would do, but you could. 
From scalp to bottom. That's right. From scalp to bottom. Put the stick on your face. Uh, I mean, $48 with afterpay is literally nothing. It and, is nothing. And I think you don't get, there's no minimum requirement for the Goop Chew promo. So I think no matter what you buy, you're going to get 20 free Goop Chews. Um, I don't really want the Goop Chews. But they're free. You'd I rather... would just, I would say like, you know what? You guys can keep them. <laughs> Maybe there'll be another promo they'll do. Yeah, I'm sure. Like they oftentimes have other things. I The Goop Chew, I, we can tell the trajectory of the Goop Chews and it's not good, guys. <laughs> Yeah, they've been they've been working it into every every little piece of information they're giving us, like that stupid postbiotics article. They just you know made mention of the fact that that uh, perfect attendance has a uh, a postbiotic in it. Um, it just it seems like one of those yeah one of those products that they they over uh, over made and they have a lot stuck in the old warehouse. Yeah, they've got a lot of warehouse cleaning out to do and we'll reap the rewards because that means we're going to get a lot of free chews. They're tasty though. I like the Goop chews. I mean, I would never like pay for them or like buy them full price, but um, but like a nerd alert, like I would have killed for a nerd alert before I started this podcast. But do they really do that much? I remember that I felt that the nerd alert, at least you could you could tell it was working. It might be a placebo effect. It has caffeine in it. Caffeine. And then it has like whatever that like holistic Adderall is. Holistic. Oh, the stuff that like starts with an R that you used to take. Uh, It might. Yeah. It might be that same stuff. Yeah. Not rosacea, but it's like something like that. I still have a ton of that in the, in my cupboard. It's probably expired. Just throw it out. It's probably really bad. It's probably just, I mean, it, it was, yeah, I'm sure it's horrible. Um, perfect attendance. I can take or leave. Like I take a vitamin C um, immune system, but it does taste good. It has that like elder elderberry taste. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like, I see. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the nerd alert. Maybe I might do that. You know, if you're buying something anyway and there's not another good promo code to use. Um, and yeah. now with like the, the, goop express shipping or it's not even express it's just like their their regular shipping is miraculous now i'll probably get this this vintner's daughter in like three days yeah you'll probably get it in like normal time which oh is God, i can't wait and just and watching gwyneth on that vogue that very controversial vogue beauty video doing the just like two drops of vintner's daughter and because i i just sort of assumed you're supposed to do like a whole like dropper full yeah. And it seemed like such a waste of money, but just like those two drops. And I'm like, oh, this will actually last for maybe like a year. Yeah. Cause and you it, just used so little of it. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. You're going to look so good. Mm. Um, all right. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. Well guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. If any locals um, in the area uh, try honeybee vegan burgers, let us know. I'm going to have it tonight. It. I'm going to have it tonight. I'm very excited. Yeah. And I want to hear all about it next week. Yeah. And then next week uh, I'll be able to tell you about that. And hopefully I'll even be able to tell you about uh, my Ventner's daughter experience. 
It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. All right, guys. We love you. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.